Hello everybody and welcome to the Bethadome program. Tonight we are going to talk about shadow people, all the forms they can take, all the things they can do, the ways they live, why they're here, how they're created. If you want them, I got them. All you gotta know about shadow men and women and, pre- and people and children and rats. So stay tuned for the Bethadome program. Roger had a close call with a shadow person that he felt was trying to attack him. And this was in the middle of the afternoon. Back in 1967, Roger was a college student working for the summer at a large motel in Downingtown, Pennsylvania. Roger lived with several other roommates at an old stone house a few miles down the road where a brutal murder had allegedly taken place. It was a bright, sunny Saturday afternoon when Roger was in his bedroom trying to catch a quick nap. I remember the events clearly, Roger says. I looked at my clock and it was 1 p.m. And as I laid down on my bed, I closed my eyes. Instantly, I was flushed with extreme fear as I opened my eyes. Then out of the wall, on this bright and sunny day, came a black shadow man with arms outstretched towards me. Its shapes changed lightly, and it left the wall and drifted toward me. It was a full torso about six feet tall. I uttered a gasp and again closed my eyes for an instant. I opened them again and it was still drifting towards me. The arms felt something substantial, but definitely not either one of one of my kids. Okay, I think I missed up, mixed up the ending there, but we get the gist of that. The ending of the story is it just continues to come closer and closer and closer until it disappears before his eyes, right when, it th- when he thinks it's going to touch him. Um, I don't want to spoil the story, but... Well, I guess I was going to tell the story, so I was going to spoil the story, wasn't I? Some people say that shadow people come in three categories, and we're going to go over what those three are. Category one. This category... Category falls into drug use, seizures, and other mental problems. This category covers a very vast description and is known to have descriptions that may or may not match what others others describe in Category 2 and 3. Category 1 actually may not be considered shadow people at all due to non-consistency in the descriptions and obviously the, the if there's drug use and mental illness, you'd never know. Category 2 falls more into this ghost and spirit category. Um, Later on, though, we're going to argue that ghosts are not shadow people whatsoever, which is funny, but this description in this category are as follows. None 
non-human shaped shadows or masses of human shaped shadow people in one place insect shadows animal shadow people and women shadow people they're mostly see-through category two shadow people tend to be drawn more to a location than a person it is common for this category to actually try and not become seen and they might be affected by light category three this category does not fall into the ghost or spirit category. This category has only two types of shadow people. One tall shadow man and a several small hooded um, identical style shadow people. These are usually seen not see-through but sometimes can be reported see-through. This category is more drawn to people than places and it's also drawn to other spirits or ghosts as well. Um, it tends to not care about being seen, and light has no effect on this group. So what's the difference between a shadow person and a ghost? Alleged eyewitness accounts of shadow people differ from those of ghosts in many respects. Ghosts are said to be the disembodied spirits of people and are usually said by alleged eyewitnesses to take on the appearance of people, orbs, or mists when seen. While ghosts are often said to resemble actual people, accounts of shadow beings generally do not. Although accounts describe shadow beings as having human-like form, they are generally not described as resembling actual individuals, living or deceased. This, the, the cause of shadow people or shadow beings is also not generally attributed to the haunting by ghosts. Since accounts of ghosts and shadow people are anecdotal and have not been sufficiently verified, such differences are not conclusive. I know the difference, but we're going to go over that later. A few eyewitness accounts. Alleged eyewitnesses reports of these beings are often similar. In these accounts there are almost always the same forms. A blob-like cluster that sometimes has tendrils, a child-sized being, sometimes with a hood, a tall willowy figure with a jack-o'-lantern-sized head, and a tall figure with a hat. In these accounts the figures typically follow a progression from the ambi ambiguous blob and finally the tall man, meaning that over time they take on a more human appearance. Much less frequently, red glowing eyes are reported. Some witnessed also claim to have been attacked, resulting in scratching, bruises, or burns. The more consistent accounts typically describe a feeling of dread associated with the presence of the, these phenomena, and animals are said to react to the phenomena with fear and hostility. Shadow beings are said to move extremely fast and travel through solid matter, and they dart around. Like, and they don't have to move to, to dart around, like they don't have to move their legs to fly, like run across the room, if that makes sense, they just dart around. That's just my own ad-lib, but um... Shadow beings 
move extremely fast. Um, they can travel through solid matter. They typically have no discernible facial, facial features. Um, their forms are usually described as skeletal or, or thin. Uh, direct visual contact, contact is rarely reported by alleged eyewitnesses. Oh, and by the way, I, I've, I've had encounters with these, so I, I'm going to be able to give my accounts straight from the, from the horse's mouth for you guys after, but yeah. Um, eyewitnesses. Direct visual contact is rarely reported by alleged eyewitnesses with shadow people. They are said to usually disappear before they can be seen clearly. They are seen in the corner of one's eye. These beans are often appearing in mirrors. So now that we know what they look like, let's just learn a little bit about them. Heidi Hollis, researcher on shadow people, she actually wrote the book about them in 1997, I believe, has come up with some very generalized information on the shadow people. She has appeared on Coast to Coast AM several times with the late great Art Bell. I love that now. Um, you, and you can find some of that on coasttocoast.com if, you, if you're interested. But shadow people have been around since the beginning of time and are a dark influence upon society. They also relate to negative demon entities such as the reptilians and greys and may in fact be part of the same overall phenomena, she added. Typically, shadow beings don't like to be spotted, but they are sometimes discovered by a person who wakes up to find them trying to choke or suffocate them, noted Hollis, who presented several methods for decreasing or eliminating incidents where that wasn't the case, um, or where this was happening. Um... So, sorry for that long pause. Typically, the shadow beings don't like being spotted, and sometimes when they're discovered by a person who wakes them up and they're choking them, um, um, you're just eliminating incidents with them when you do these things. So do these things to avoid them. Learn to let go of your fear. Stand your ground. Deny them access to your person and deny them access to your house out loud, firmly. Use the name of Jesus of Jesus Christ. And if you have holy water or water that you bless with, bless bless the room that's or or the or the whole house or the whole town. You never know, right? Or your left shoe. <laughs> Whoever knows. Um a type of shadow man being referred to as the hat man is actually more akin to a devil or demon hollis revealed and she's right he is often seen wearing a fedora hat trench coat three-piece suit and might appear more solid than other shadow entities 
she suggested that these were very negative beings and they are seeking to surround you. Okay. And I think we'll move on to the next one. So, now we can ponder explanations. And there are several explanations that have been proposed for the appearance of shadow people. We'll start with the paranormal ones. The paranormal explanations for shadow people come from the fields of parapsychology, metaphysics, cryptozoology, and demonology, and are considered by many to be pseudoscience. Other explanations make no scientific pretense whatever and lie more within the realm of region and the occult. One of the more creative theories is that a shadow beings are manifested through thought forms, kind of like um, uh, tulpas or egregores. I had that second one, I don't know if I said right, but as you should know what that is, meaning that they are either collectors of negative energy, negative psychic energy, pardon me, from areas where traumatic events have taken place and evil people frequent, or have been intentionally creating for some nefarious purpose. So they've been in, in there creating all this negative energy just to get bigger and bigger for a negative purpose. The negative psychic energy begins to manifest and takes on a form and motive, thriving on fear and negative emotions for sustenance. So that's one fear a theory. It's you make them in your head and um, they come out of your head. <laughs> uh, next theory is shadow beings have also been described as forms of ghosts, demons, interdimensional beings, and extraterrestrial lives. One of the more popular explanations seems to be that there are some sort of other dimensional beings whose dimension of origin occasionally overlaps with ours, which is said to explain their erythral appearance and fleeting nature. Many who attach oh, next, sorry next point, many who attach religious significance to this phenomena apply more credit to the demonic explanation. Oh, who, who would have guessed? This is due to the phenomena usually being witnessed in places said to have a stigma of great negative energy. Such places include haunted locations, places where extreme emotional or physical abuse transpired, um, and feelings of fear and dread and hatred somehow linger. Somehow, however, I have made a connection between the black smoke appearance of this phenomena and the jinn of Islam, Islamic belief. The jinn are described as having normally been invisible to humans and when seen, having the appearance of black smoke, making them very similar in appearance to the phenomena of shadow people. In Native American Cherokee mythology, there's an evil witch known as Raven Mocker that takes the form of a spectral bird and shifts into a humanoid. That kind of sounds like Mothman. A shadow-like phantom, these beings are said to steal the soul 
of the ill or dying. Such creatures are alleged to fear the shaman or medicine man and so do not enter his home where one resides. A medicine man was sought to watch over him, over the infirm, and also to watch over the bodies of the recently deceased. And according to the myth, one of the bodies was buried. The raven mocker could not steal the soul. A much less held view is that shadow people play a guardian angel role, protecting the individual from, or more accurately warning them of, impending danger, similar to Mothman. Some witnesses reported that they have seen hooded figures, much like shadow people blinking barely. This could explain some shadow people, accounts of people seen standing or hovering shapes. And next we'll go into the non-paranormal explanations. Okay, and now let's go over the non-paranormal explanations. Starting with hypnagogia. Hypnagogia, a walking sleep. It's an accepted state of semi-consciousness in which a person can be thinking clearly and yet perceiving images that are being dreamed. This state is often used to explain apparently paranormal experiences. Scientists have theorized that under the right conditions, erratic electromagnetic field behavior can interfere with the electrical impulses or firing synapses of the mind in the human thus influencing people subjected to such environments over time to believe that they are hearing or seeing ghosts, aliens, or perhaps shadow people. Such environments include old, old buildings with substantial wiring, oh, substandard wiring, power plants and areas with naturally occurring naturally occurring flowers and things, or, yeah, okay, Scientists have theorized that under the right conditions, erratic electromagnetic field behavior can interfere with the electrical impulses of firing synapses into the human mind. I think we read this already, but we're just going to pretend we didn't. Thus influencing people subjected to a such environment over time to believe they are hearing or seeing ghosts, aliens, or perhaps um, shadow people. Such environments include old buildings with substandard wiring, power plants, and areas with naturally occurring strong magnetic fields. Another um, non not supernatural explanation is a drug-induced hallucination or psychosis. Um, could absolutely make you see these things, but they never look the way that... Because I've had... I've had I've had both drug drug induced hallucinations and alien abductions and they're nothing alike but if you don't if you don't know that you've had both or you actually haven't had both then I can see why um um the drug induced hallucinations just get hallucinations sorry just get blamed a lot so that people who say that they were taken by aliens that look crazy, but, um, yeah, another thing that will cause it is Datura, that extremely psychedelic, um, um, 
I think it's a nut or a seed of some sort. Or it's a fruit, a fruit seed nut, I don't know. And then also, lastly, the brain is wired to perceive faces and other human characteristics in random places. It's called pareidolia. <laughs> and um, maybe we're just looking and we're finding what we're looking for. Maybe we want to see them, so we do. Personally, I never wanted to see them, and I have quite a few times, which I will get to in a few segments. And with that, I'm ending this one. The similarities between eyewitnesses' accounts of shadow people remains difficult to explain scientifically. In particular, the tall gingerbread-like man with a hat that is reported as often by four-year-old children and adults. The similarities may, however, simply reflect common archetypes. Many people who have experienced nightmares, especially during childhood, have seen an entity that fits this description. In many cases, this being of an indisputable power during the dream sequence and frequently chases the one. Fits in the, oh, experience the nightmare relentlessly. Whether or not a shadow being is playing games with them in their dreams or merely their own imagination running wild is impossible to assess. Frequently, this dream is not a single occurrence. It is sometimes every single night, which can lead to sleep deprivation, somniphobia, clinical fear of sleep, and nyctophobia, fear of nighttime or darkness. With, uh, a, with um, fear of experiencing the nightmare relentlessly. Whether or not a shadow being is playing games. Frequently, the dream is not a single occurrence and is sometimes every single night, which can lead to sleep deprivation and the other things I mentioned earlier. Descriptions of shadowy, human-like figures have appeared in folklore and religious texts throughout history and cultures. Some examples include the supernatural creatures known as jinn of ancient Islamic theology and shadowy beings known as Nalusa Chito of the Native American Choctaw tribes mythology. The modernly used term shadow people was apparently coined by paranormal researcher the and book author Heidi Hollis, who claims that shadow people have been around since the beginning of time and usually appear as dark human-shaped silhouettes in our peripheral vision, which is, yeah, that's pretty much right. And we, we did talk about that earlier. Um, the fear of the dark is a common one, probably because of our eyes tend to play tricks on us when the lights are low. A jacket hanging on the door can easily morph into a silhouette and a pile of blankets could suddenly look like someone lurking in your bed. But could shadow people be more than that? Here's what you need to know about shadow people and what it means if you see one.
Shadow people are a bit of an enigma in the paranormal community. Professional witch and psychic Renee Watts tells Bessel. They are often thought of as ghosts or a collection of negative energy. But as is true with most paranormal phenomena, there is no finite answer. According to Watt, shadow people can appear in different forms and may even indicate that someone is under a psychic attack. Many paranormal experts also theorize that there may be a connection between shadow people and the extraterrestrial life, and that these beings could be the otherworldly in, in origin or have a correlation with alleged alien abduction experiences. So, the, while the exact supernatural origin of these shadow-like beings is debated among paranormal experts, there's one thing that most agree upon, that the presence of the shadow people is people they, they see, the shadow people they see, I'm sorry, is wholly unsettling. And here's a quote. These shadowy, human-like entities have a bit of a murky reputation, as most people who report seeing them state that they feel uncomfortable, scared, or in some extreme cases, um, paralyzed with fear. Most reports on shadow people are overwhelmingly negative and are accompanied by a feeling of dread. Hi, baby. Skeptics note that seeing shadow people could simply be chalked up to sleep paralysis, which is a medical phenomenon that takes place when someone is in between a sleeping and a wakeful state. During sleep paralysis, a person feels fully conscious, but they're unable to move or speak and may even feel like they cannot breathe and they will have an intense feeling of dread. They will have the feeling of being suffocated, I should have said that rather than not breathe and even hallucinations and shadowy figures will appear. Um, other potential explanations include experiencing heightened emotional states, sleep deprivation, or substance use. And that's, that's fair. Now, what to do if you do end up seeing a shadow person. It's normal to feel fearful if you see something as inexplicable as a shadow person, but according to experts, it's best to focus on staying grounded and not letting yourself be overwhelmed by the discomfort of what you're experiencing. If you encounter a shadow person, the worst thing you can do is give it your fear, as entities with negative intent thrive on their ability to make us feel unsafe or uncomfortable. Watt says the best thing you can do is call in spiritual protection, pray, or simply stand your ground by firmly telling the shadow person to leave you alone. A one-off shadow encounter can be creepy, but if your visions of these entities are ongoing, it might indicate that it's time to do some spiritual cleansing of your energy field and your living space. If you're having multiple experiences with shadow people, you may want to consider doing a major energetic house cleaning or hiring a professional energy worker to do one for you.
Watt says you can spiritually cleanse your home by performing a protection ritual, putting out cleansing crystals in your home, or burning purifying herbs. Shadow people are intangible beings. If you've ever caught a glimpse of something moving just outside their, of your field of vision in what you could have sworn was an empty room, you just might have met one. And if that was all you saw, you were probably lucky. Nobody's exactly sure what these mysterious figures are or what they want, but plenty of people have seen them. The reports all describe shadow people as pitch black apparitions that appear intelligent more unnaturally quickly and teach sorry, reach or walk through solid objects. Sometimes these apparitions are content to lurk in corners or doorways without doing anything particularly unsettling and some may not even take notice of humans at all. However, many shadow people are far from benign. Witnesses have recounted sightings accompanied by feelings of overwhelming dread, ores of malice, and even physical attacks. Whether they're ghosts, demons, or just symptoms of disordered sleep, there are a few distinct kinds of shadow people with unique characteristics that can tell you what to expect if you meet one. This guide will shed a little light on the different types. The Hat Man Shadow Watches Silently This type of shadowy visitor doesn't appear to mean any harm, but he sure looks creepy. This is the Hat Man, guys. The Hat Man is one of the most commonly reported types of shadow people. Witnesses describe him as a faceless, dark man in an overcoat and a wide-brimming hat who watches silently from doorways. There aren't many accounts of malevolent behavior or attacks attributed to this type of shadow person, but the Hat Man has been reported to induce feelings of apprehension or the inexplicable knowledge that witnesses haven't seen the last of him. That's, tr that's true. By the end of this, we'll get on to what I, if I have any experience with this. Um, next, aggressive shadow people attack sleeping victims. Shadow people may have plenty of ways to terrorize you, becoming violent, but some of them have no qualms about causing physical harm. People have reported being beaten, choked, and even picked up and dropped by aggressive shadow beings in their homes. These beings usually don't look much different from normal shadow people, featureless human-shaped entities, but they harbor some serious ill will. I have, I in, have never experienced um, an attack from one, or even any type of aggression or physical, like, threat in any way from them. Very few people report that, but, you know, we'll, we'll talk about everything that people report because everyone gets the benefit of the doubt, benefit of the doubt right? Because at the end of the day, what would you gain by making something like this up? Um, shadows... Shadow people may have plenty of ways to terrorize you without becoming violent, but some of them have no qualms about causing physical harm. People have reported being beaten, choked, and even picked up and dropped by aggressive shadow beings in their homes. These beings usually don't look much different from normal shadow people, featureless human-shaped entities, but they harbor some serious ill will. Fortunately, they also 
They're also the easiest scientifically explain to scientifically explain. I'm sorry, since shadow figures and ch- choking sensations are some of the textbook symptoms of sleep paralysis. Next one is red-eyed specters can sense fear. That's the title. They have little neat titles, and then they get to the name of them. Um, most shadow people are described as faceless black silhouettes, but if you run into a red-eyed shadow person, you're in trouble. While they generally don't harm people physically, red-eyed shadow people are about as menacing as they come. The only discernible features are the glowing red orbs that peer out from the pitch-black faces. According to people who claim to have encountered red-eyed shadow people, their gaze causes unadulterated terror, and the more terrified the victim becomes, the stronger the the eyes will glow. Uh, and sorry, and the sh- the shadow person will also grow. That's scary stuff. Hooded shadow figures radiate sheer hate. This type of shadow person is featureless except for its hooded cloak. Like the hat man, this creature isn't known to attack humans directly. It prefers to stand at doors or beside the- besides and stares silently. However, while the hat man is usually described as more curious than malicious, cloaked and hooded shadow people almost always certainly aren't playing friendly visits. Descriptions of hooded shadow people usually include the same sinister detail, an undeniable sensation of seething hatred. So, watchmen, shadow figures, share, stare obsessively. These types of shadow people aren't as malevolent as some other kinds, but it's still no fun to feel like you're being watched. They watch humans, and they do not care if you like it or not. These ones, this hits home. <laughs> um, the, shadow, the shadow person isn't particularly imposing. It won't attack you. But according to witnesses, there's just something viscerally creepy about the way it lurks around. Some benevolent shadows just want company. With so many unnerving accounts of shadow people stalking, terrorizing, and even physical attacking witnesses, you might be surprised to hear that some shadow people just want to help and be in the presence of living beings. Like their malevolent counterparts, benign shadow people can be seen watching from besides doorways and corners. However, they don't mean any harm and witnesses report no feelings of fear or anger from them. Instead, these shadow people are just curious onlookers who might even be more afraid of us than we are of them. While laying there unable to sleep, I became suddenly aware of a presence and suddenly and silently a figure moved through our bedroom door and proceeded to on our bed. Then rounding the corner of the bed, took up a fixed position at the foot of our bed. I was aware that this entity was conscious of us and was intently watching us as we lay there. The entity can be best described as something that had the appearance of black smoke or a shadow. However, it was more material than either of these, but less material than a real person. The most odd thing about this is my lack of fear. Although I was acutely aware of this being and the fact it was not of this earth as we perceive it, it did not 
seem to arouse any fear or response in me. I would say it aroused a feeling that would fit somewhere between creepy or odd and curiosity, especially considering the, the fact that it was aware of me as I was aware of it. After some time, I almost convinced myself that I was imagining it, but then I became aware of the fact that my light, my wife was no longer breathing like she was asleep, but she was breathing almost silently. I, I then said, honey, you awake? And then she answered, yes. And then I said, do you see anything? Expecting her reply to be, what do you mean? But much to my surprise, she said, you mean that thing standing at, standing at the foot of our bed? I did become somewhat nervous. We laid there for about 10 minutes and then it was gone. It just over a period of about 10 seconds became less solid and our perception of its presence became weaker until it just wasn't there anymore. That's a great description of it. Then it was if I had had, if it had never been there. Since nothing like this has happened since and the only evidence it ever existed is my wife's and my memories of it okay now that we've gotten all that uh, in the air you know that that's all clear it's gonna go from the research part to the um, opinion piece part of the podcast and I'm going to tell you oh and also my personal experience with I yes I have had personal experiences with shadow people so and I'm just going to give my thoughts on on a couple different things um I frequently and this has been reported as well um, when I'd be di- like just mentally weak or distraught or tired in some way, I'd often in like like uh, in the corner or near the doorway of my room see um, the hat man. Um, and the way I I've seen him is just a a tall figure, but he's very wide at the top and not as wide at the bottom. It's almost like a upside down triangle, but it's not that dramatic. And then he has a head and a top hat um, that are um, just normal proportion with that. And um, but he's he's always um, hunched over and like almost com- like his head's almost completely upside down because he's he's like way too tall for all of the ceilings. So that's how I that's how I've seen him around, and it's usually when I'm. Um, vulnerable mentally and I I I haven't decided my opinion on if it's because he's there like as in like oh I'm here for you or he's there like ha 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 suffer like you know because if I we don't know if these are good entity entities or bad entities like so if it he could be here just to feed off my negative energy or he could be completely benign and be here just to, like, make me feel not alone in the when these things happen. Um, I I have not experienced the um, the the ones with the glowing eyes. I ha- I haven't seen that. 
Um, another thing that I, I don't think I mentioned, and I don't think any of the research mentioned, um, I don't even know if Heidi Hollis mentions this, this in her book, but I, some people think that he could be like a messenger, like he's a war, he's warning you for something, and some people think that something is alien abduction. Um, I've had two alien abductions, and I've seen the hat man way more times than that, and it was never right before an alien abduction, so I don't really think so. I don't think he's warning about that. Maybe he's warning about something. Um, I'm not really sure. I, I suppose I should start tracking in a notebook, like, the dates that I, that, that I see him, if I see him, etc. What he looks like, all that. Uh, people describe the hat man so differently, um, sometimes, but may maybe it's just a matter of someone got a closer look, it was a little less dark, stuff like that, who knows. But, um, he had no features or um textures like you couldn't tell he what kind of clothes he had on or what kind of or like that like you can all you knew that there was a mass in front of you and what it was shaped like and that was it like you didn't know you didn't see anything else and the thing with um every time i've seen the hat man because i don't really like i don't really have any real that come to mind experiences with just shadow people, but I do with Hatman. Um, come to think of it, who is to say there's not multiple Hatmans? Um, I haven't experienced the. I have experienced the shadow spiders and the shadow, um, the shadow mice and uh, things like that before, but that was usually from sleep deprivation, maybe because. If I have a, a logical reason, I do go there first, just because people already think I'm a lunatic, but, um, yeah, in, in my experience, like, he's just kept his distance, like, you know, in the doorway, in the corner, like, you know, hit, like, a good distance from me, just looking at me, like, not moving at all, and, um, I know that he's been known to loom over people's beds, and not that I know of, does he ever do that with me and would that scare me yeah yeah it'd probably scare me um and I guess I'd find out right then and there if they were um benign or malevolent wouldn't I I think we've talked enough about shadow people for one time um Thank you, everybody, for listening to the Bethadome program. I almost said thank you for watching Crystal Beth. That's a different program of mine, but um, thank you for listening. And I'll be back with another episode whenever I get back with one. Have a good one. Good night. <laughs>